0: Welcome to Closers Over Coffee. I'm your host, Tommy Jacobs. We are podcasting worldwide from the WPWK studios, the Klipsch headquarters here in beautiful Indianapolis, Indiana. I think I've said that three or four episodes in a row. Is it, it Matt,
1: Andrew, is it beautiful or what? It's lovely. It's it's downright lovely.
2: It's uh Yeah, I'll take it.
0: I think people think maybe I'm just like saying it. it's literally right now, maybe almost 80 degrees and no humidity,
1: and absolutely gorgeous. There's no irony in that statement. I, it sounds like there could be, but there is none. I'm, I'm assuring you. And we will let you know when
0: it's not beautiful, because there is days like that. But right now, I'm on a roll. I love it. The purpose and goal of the podcast is to create an open dialogue. And really, this is about positivity, opportunity, and bring it to the forefront. And again, uh, I'm here with Matt Summers.
1: Hey, guys. Glad to be here. And Andrew Griswold what's going on fellas and this is episode number eight we made it to eight i honestly
0: i gotta say i don't know i thought maybe two three
1: maybe four but we're we're <laughs> at eight now like we're double my highest expectation at this point where was the bar was the bar pretty low to I, those I, are some I, low expectations yeah,
0: there, i don't I, Andrew, I don't know i was like you know i see i talked to a guy today he's only done three and he called it quits he called it quits so mm. i'm Hey, we're at eight and we're growing. We're at eight and we're growing. That's right. All right. So, you know, before we begin, uh, I'm going to this. I think it's becoming uh, one of my favorite parts of it is the segment that is called On My Mind. And I don't know that I'm excited to talk about this, but I am turning 40 at the very end of the month. (laughs) I'm turning 40 on September 30th. And I've never had an issue with any birthday, like any age, mm-hmm. any like nothing. And for some odd reason, forty is kind of making me think I'm. I don't want to say words word scared, or it's just like, does it? I feel like I'm getting old. Like I feel like I'm getting old.
1: Older, I would say I, older. We're all getting older, man. I just it's just a I, number. I,
0: I I understand that, and it's and I'm sure after this I'll go back to how I've been, but. Just having a four in front of it for some reason is—it's kind of affecting me a little bit. I don't know.
1: Maybe if you look at the average age of a lifespan of a person, and maybe this is sort of the halfway yeah. point. Yeah. Um And you start to think about—you know—it's—it's it's not all downhill from here. I ah, assure you, it is not all downhill. From I here. Like,
0: see Matt's older than me, I, so I'm, I'm getting a, a little, little bit of—I'm getting a little bit of experience <laughs> on the other side of the mic here. Uh, I I'm excited too, though I think it's pretty cool. You know, my uh, my lovely wife uh, Casey has planned a. It's not a surprise because we're going somewhere, so you can't really surprise when you've like got a right. trip planned. Get so, on the plane. <laughs> uh, you know, we uh, uh, we bought an investment property, um, second home, whatever you want to call it, uh, a while back, and it's down in Naples. Hmm. And um, we're we're going down there. Actually, we're leaving next week. Uh, we're gonna go down for a couple of weeks. I, you know, I'll work from there. We've done some podcasts when I've been down there. Um, and we'll and where, probably, we'll probably is, do another one.
1: Where is Naples in in the Florida sure. area? Where where about? Where is it? So I'll fly into Fort Myers. Okay. So if you're familiar with Fort Myers,
0: yep. um, I'm about forty five minutes south of Fort Myers, and let's call it the Fort Myers Airport. Gotcha. So if you're if you're familiar with Florida, we're on the west coast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm about, you know, 45 minutes from Fort Myers, couple hours, maybe from Sarasota straight South. What's interesting about Naples is I'm as South as you can go in Naples. If I, when I go over, we're right before the bridge, the bridge that you go over is to Marco Island. Okay. I know right where that and, is then. And yeah. I love Marco Island is beautiful. Gorgeous. We actually have, um, we have, um, a tarpon club membership where, you know, the whole part of us being down there is my wife loves the beach. Now Charles loves the beach. I, I like the beach. I don't know, love's the right word, but I like it. <laughs> um, but we have a, a tarpon club membership where we have beach access anytime we want. So when we're down there, we want to go get some time on the beach. Oh, cool. um, it's it's a lot of fun, and we, we like to use that. And So we go to Marco quite a bit. Um, and uh, so we're, we're as South as you can go in Naples. So from Naples, then you would take 75, you would go, you know, through the Everglades and right. alligator alley,
1: totally and, different uh, world there. And
0: then, <laughs> and then you're heading to Miami. So <laughs> we're about as South as you can go before you're, you know, start heading that way to Miami. So I love, I love it. And she's got almost 40 people coming down. Uh, wow. Um, wow. Um, which is surprising. I think she invited 50. And so, you know, there's almost 40 coming down and we're going to, we're going to have some dinner. we got dinner one night on the birthday, I think. And then she's got a big deal on Saturday where we're going to have some dinner and she's got some live music and, uh, you know, just celebrating. And she asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, I just want to be down there. You know, some guys I've played basketball with for almost 20 years. will be down there. Man,
1: that's fantastic. Some
0: people we, you know, we work with are, are coming down and, uh, just, and there's some friends I've, I've had for a long time are going to be there. And so I'm, uh, you know, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a fun time to just get away a bit and celebrate this. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm just – it's been on my mind because that four is is starting to, <laughs> to get there. And, I, you know, you're exactly right. In the end of it, uh, it's
1: just another birthday. I'm alive. I'm, I'm well. Uh, you know. That's, and you can, that's all you can really ask for. That's it, Just it. being alive and well. I will say, though, that the, the idea of that milestone for me – you know, when I hit fifty, he said, "I'm a little bit older than you." You know, fifty was. I don't want to uh, say uh, numbers for you. I <laughs> just want to say a little older. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to get as close to geriatric as possible <laughs> while still being gainfully employed. Um, so uh, the, uh, but to me, it, I looked at it as more of an opportunity to set new goals or reset at, on those. Um, milestones you know and at 50 for me it was i'm going to make sure that i'm i'm playing more music in my life i want to make sure that I'm, I'm spending more time with family and just some of those almost like a new year's resolution but sure. a, a life goal for yeah. a decade if you will so That's it's awesome opportunity something to look at but I, you just put some i've got
0: some new thinking now uh, on this and i'm Definitely looking at it positive. This isn't, I'm just saying that for all of you, I know that you have things that are on your mind that may, you know, be a little struggle. <laughs> uh, this one has definitely been a little struggle, but I'm it is positive. Look, we're turning, we're turning turn 40. Uh, you know, I got the the boy who's getting ready to turn two next month, October. Wow. He turns two. I mean, uh, I got a lot of living left because he, he needs me and I oh, gotta yeah. be here. So, I'm uh, that excites me. So, and I got a lot more of these. I think we're at episode eight. Shit, we're going to have 80. We're going to do episodes. Let's do We're going to have an 80th episode. Mark my words. <laughs> Andrew Griswold, we are going to make 80. I feel good about it. It's a life I'm goal on go. your
1: 40th birthday. How about we're gonna that? We're going to do 80 episodes. <laughs> That's it. That's it.
0: So uh, look, and and now, you know, every every episode there is a topic. And we've had some, I don't want to call them negative topics because, you know, none of it's negative, but I would say that they're more, uh, more struggles or things that are challenging, et, yep. et cetera, like challenges and stress and all that. Uh, today's topic is uh, a great one, I think. It's determination and drive. Determination and drive. Wow. Okay. And you know, I think that you know, I, I'm going to start with a story. But before I do, I do before I do, Andrew, when you think of determination and drive, like what, what's the first things
2: coming out of your what, what's coming out of your mind right now? Determination and drive. I think it's the biggest thing is like uh, finding a passion. Like I think a lot of people kind of. They, they want to do something with their life or they want to do something with a career. And I think it all starts with a passion because if you don't care about it, if you don't have like the love for it originally, then I don't think that can ever uh, show how much you want it more than anything. Like that's that's what drives me at least. I think it was, you know, when I was two, three years old drawing, and just coloring, doing what, something so simple. And I knew that was something I wanted to do later in life. It had no idea this is what I could do with it. But I think that's what I see when I think of determination and like that drive or whatever it is. I'm going to, um, and never would I thought somebody would pay me to do this, make a career out of it 12 years in, I'm still going. Um, and yeah, there's always going to be those doubters or those people think, oh, yeah, that's, that's definitely not, you know, a career that you go down, but making your own way and making your own path and kind of using other people that have done it before and, uh, using those examples and just kind of making your own way out of it.
0: So I was thinking, you know, as I you know, was thinking about the topic today, I, I, a couple of stories came to mind. I, th- I think it's funny. You started at two or three. You said you, you're drawing. And, you know, I just look back when I was five years old. We're going to call this the soccer story. This is going to become infamous, I think, the soccer story. <laughs> so I started at a young age playing soccer. And actually, early on, my father actually was the coach of the team. And there was this one day that we're driving to the soccer fields, and the conversation came up that at this time back then, uh, Nintendo became kind of a really big thing. <laughs> it was like you had to get a Nintendo, like everyone's gonna have a Nintendo. So I did not. Andrew and Matt have a Nintendo, hmm. but I thought as my mind was working, I say, "Hey, Dad, you know, if I score a goal today, can I? Can I?" Can I win a Nintendo?
1: Can I get a Nintendo? Can I earn one? Almost. Can I? Yeah. yeah. Can I
0: earn one? Can I? That's. It's like I want to do this to get that. And I was, he kind of laughed. He's like, "No, it, Tommy, if you score a goal today, I'm not. Gonna, you're not going to get a Nintendo." I said, you, what if I score two goals today? <laughs> can I earn a Nintendo?" And he, you know, he's like, "Tommy, if you score two goals today, you're not going to. We're not going to get a Nintendo." I said. I'll tell you what. What if I get a hat trick? What if I score three <laughs> goals today? Can can I earn a Nintendo? He said, "You know what? If you score a hat trick, today, if you score three goals today, I'm gonna give you a Nintendo." Well, what was interesting about this is we got to the you know field and. His only brother, Tim, my uncle Tim, he actually shows up for the for the for the match, my five year old nice. soccer match. Uh, my mom shows up, of course. You she got there. some family there. The families are my grandmother's there, his <laughs> mom, my dad's mom, Barbara. And uh,
2: pressure's on. So there's
0: a lot of people there. <laughs> my uncle was a little late, and um, we're in the first half. There's two halves, of course, in soccer. We're in the first half, and I. I've always was like playing defense, you know, but now we have a, there's something on the table. So I, I score a goal early on uh, and half of them are there. Not everyone's there. I score a second goal in the first half and I was kind of running by, you know, the sidelines with the, with two, you know, I'm holding up two <laughs> fingers. And my uncle just got there and he goes, oh, he scored two goals already. Like, and you know, I that's yeah, he scored two <laughs> goals. And again, we're in the first half. Right. And so. My mom doesn't know about the bet, and no one else knows about the bet other than the two men that were in the car. One was a five-year-old, and one was the dad. So he wasn't as happy on the second goal. So I don't know. I think five minutes goes by. The first half's not over. And, yes, as you all would guess that are listening, the third goal is scored before the first half is over. And I've got three fingers held up, and I'm running down the sidelines saying three. And at that point, my uncle's going nuts. My grandma's going nuts. My mom's going nuts. Everyone's going nuts except the coach. <laughs> and my mom looks at him, why are you not cheering for your son that just scored three goals? He hadn't scored a goal in his soccer career. And he has to say, I'll tell you later. <laughs> so he finished coaching uh, that game, and then he had to tell her. And then we quickly – he did live up to his end of the you bat. You got the Nintendo. and. Yeah. It, it, you know it's kind of a funny drive determination story, but that was kind of I don't know i I feel like there's a lot of people in my life and and that I've gotten to know this told me this isn't possible that's not possible you can't accomplish that and I don't know I think I've always I love those challenges yeah. you know I love those challenges, and I think that that's that's not how everyone is, and that doesn't mean that that's what you should be doing but i think that's me and that's what i that's what drives me that's what determine that that's my determination is i don't mind and i kind of get something out of proving the other people that say it's not possible
1: wrong i guess that's that story is so you 100% you <laughs> um i w- i would like to point out that most kids would have just said I can score three goals, and the dad would have said, "I bet you can't," and that would have been the end of the story. But I love the fact that you negotiated a Nintendo out of it as well. That's Tommy Jacobs right there. Yeah, that's not bad.
0: That's <laughs> fun, you know. I, I think about a lot of that stuff when I was when I was in high school. I played uh, played basketball at uh, Cardinal Ritter. And we were playing our, our arch nemesis, the Speedway spark plugs.
1: Ooh,
0: uh, We were not fans of Speedway and they were not fans of us, but they came into our home, right? They came into our house and, uh, there was a moment, you know, back then I kind of wore, uh, I did the high socks, you know, as JMV calls me, Tommy, high, Tommy socks. high Socks. Uh, and I do have, just so you know, I mean, I I live that up because my socks I wear to play basketball on Wednesday nights. Maybe I'm thinking about playing tomorrow morning uh, is THS logoed socks that Alan Jurgens actually had made custom for me. Very nice. So I, And they are high socks to the knee, Andrew, in case you're wondering. It's all the way up. Um, <laughs> so I'm in, you know, and I, and I kind of had to, I would color the hair. Like I would go blonde and spike it all up oh, okay so i yeah, did kind of back i can see that in high school i was i don't know maybe no one else was really doing it but i did it i had his blonde and spiked and high socks and so i i kind of liked the that's uh, kind of the enemy of the other team what's this guy's deal you know yeah you had a distinct, look, a
1: distinct look
0: a little, edge, a little aggressive you know? edge there and so we're in the game you know third quarter runs around and I get fouled at the three-point line in front of the Speedway bench, right? I'm in the Speedway bench, and I get fouled. So I get three free throws. (laughs) So knowing me in the earlier story, you know that something's about to happen. So they are booing me from behind the Speedway bench, and then it's great because the the, the Ritter crowd is all cheering me on, but they're booing me. So the first free throw (laughs) goes down, and, of course, I hit the free throw, and I point over. I look right over at the Speedway bench, the coach, and all their fans, and I go, one. And then I get, you know, the ref says nothing. And then I, and I hit the second free throw and I look over the speedway bench again, in the third quarter and I go two. So then you know that I got to hit the third. You free have th- to, I hit the third free throw. I go three. The buzzer goes off. My coach pulls me out of the game. Uh, you know, and he's all in my ear and now he's getting booed by the crowd <laughs> on the Ritter side because, you know, we were going to prove to them that we were going to get our three points no matter what. Was he and saying that you know. were taunting them he, a didn't bit? Like, he didn't like that I was, but that, I don't know. I kind of, it, it was all of that to be said is, I guess I always love those kind of moments and you had to be ready for it. You got to, at that time, you got to definitely hit all three of them. Right. And, uh, Cause it
1: doesn't work if you miss the last if one. If I miss the
0: last one then the first two, what was I doing? So, <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, I like that kind of um I'm going to I'm determined to get this done. I'm determined to prove to you I'm going to do this. I have I I want to win. I want to do And I guess that's just kind of I got lots of stories like that but that's how I kind of mm-hmm. am just determined and my drive comes from the people that you can't that's not possible. You're at, you're 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 reaching right. there. And I guess my, I
1: love proving all of them wrong. That's fantastic. Well, and I love the idea that you're, you're able to set that goal. If I get a chance, I'm going to slip in here and I'm going to do that. And you know, that it also advises your professional career too. If we have an opportunity, I'm going to go in there and anybody who thought we couldn't do this, we're going to make it happen. I've seen that time and time again. I will throw out there from my own personal experience from drive. And I want to hear about a little bit more about Andrews too. But I would will throw out there that mine is a very different kind of drive, because the only person that I'm trying to please, whether it's in my personal or private or professional life, is me. I set the highest bar for myself, and if I'm happy with it, it doesn't matter whether anybody else is happy with it or not. Um, And all you know, when I was a when I was a little kid, um, I was the kid who was taking my dad's stereo apart. Because I wanted to learn how it worked. I was a kid who was joining rock and roll bands and punk bands at 13, 14 years old because that was something to do to get you out of just sitting in your room looking at the TV or whatever. Let's go do some stuff. And I really felt like that creative outlet. Those things were rewarding because you got somewhere once you learned something. If you could learn how to play guitar, you could get up on stage. And if you get up on stage, you know you might be uh, you might get a girlfriend. To me, the bar was only where I put it and where I raised it. And to, it is to this day, if I wake up and I, at the end of the day, I feel like I did a good job, I'll own my mistakes or own my sure. you know, short, shortcomings. But if I feel like I did a good job and gave it my all, then really I can't, no one else can weigh on me like I can.
2: Wow. Andrew, where are you at with Man, this? Yeah, I think that's great. I think uh, I never saw this as a career path until probably late, late in high school and into college and I think in high school, um, oddly enough, I, I knew what I wanted to do um, and I had taken every art class imaginable that Zionsville had to offer because uh, I went to Zionsville High School. And so when that happened, my senior year rolls around and I had the option to take half of my year. So I'd take half my time at JEL, which is a career center, which most people would take as like you would go there and that's your end all be all. You would get that and go straight into a trade after that. You wouldn't go to college after that. Mm but i saw it as i i knew i could learn the adobe suite programs earlier than college and i could go somewhere and find those skills before i got to college and i think that's when i got into like the competitive nature of like the design the you know advertising the marketing world and how you're competing with other brands and other companies to sell whatever you're trying to sell or you know give that you know that personality behind a brand or a name mm. and i think that competition you get was like somebody came in and they said, Hey, we have this freelance job coming in and you're all these students are going to compete for that winning job. And so that became like an addiction almost like just trying to drive to be the best I could possibly be. And I don't know if it was necessarily a a competition with myself, but I think being around other people that had that same mentality, that same drive, um, was infectious. And I think that's what Mm -hmm. led me to my first career, my second career, my, you know, all these different like jobs that I've had. And I think that's what's what I've kind of chased is like that that personality to be around or that infectious, you know, mentality that somebody else wants to have that even more, even greater than I do. And like that just feeds me to want it even more. And uh I think that's what's funny about me is like I'm a pretty subdued, calm kind of guy. And it's funny that uh you don't see that competitive nature in me unless I'm, you know, hitting the ground running or Uh, oddly enough on the frisbee field on monday nights so um (laughs) it's uh it's like a competitive nature in me that kind of has that you know quietly trying to win or quietly trying to succeed somewhere without you know yelling or screaming about it so
0: yeah so i i I think we're more similar than different andrew maybe i'm just louder a little bit but and Matt, I think maybe I get what you were saying. I think we're all more similar than we think. It's just I think that all of us challenge ourselves more than anyone else is ever gonna challenge us. I think there's a level mm-hmm. we've set our bar at that no one that else could ever even think about where our bars are set. Right. right you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Um, you know, some of it is yeah, I'm very competitive and I I do, I think for some reason. I do have a prove it and I want people to see that. And I want people like, I get so proud of the team. Like it's not me. You know what I mean? It's like we're in Gatlinburg and Paul goes up in front of this, everybody in the sales meeting and challenges me in front of all these people to double the business. And what's funny is, you know, (laughs) we actually doubled the business, right? We said it last year, we doubled the business and, but you know, it's, it's, it wasn't me, it was all of us and it was the team and it was all the planning and all the execution mm. and all the things it took. And I think that I get more proud of the drive I see in everybody. I feel like everyone does want to succeed at such a high level that I'm, that I'm around. And you're lifted you know what by I mean? that. Yeah. And I'm lifted yeah. by that. And yeah, I like to shove it in people's face sometimes because <laughs> they, they need it. They need it and they need it. And, and I think that's just being competitive. Like you win or lose the Colts are losing right now. It's not making me happy. We were talking right before we all got on as we're the NFL season has started. And uh, <laughs> we, we are complaining because we want to win. You know, we want to win. We want our team to win right now. It's blue Friday and, and Andrew's wearing his Colts gear. I am wearing a blue shirt. It's not a Colts shirt. Um, <laughs> I am not. And, and Matt is not in fact, <laughs> Matt wanted to kind of, oh, NFL's back on. He's like, yeah. NFL's back on.
1: Like, Are they playing? What's going on? I got a free what? t-shirt at the game last week. I'll bring it to you. Yeah, bring it over, man. I'm interested in seeing what shape the ball is they play with. <laughs> but it's, it's but it's
2: but you know, I mean,
0: uh, you're doing all whatever you're doing to win. At, right. the, at the end of the day, you know, Matt may be more humble than like I am, but
1: in the end of the day, he's kicking everyone's ass in creative design. And, and, and what he does just doing the best that I can with it. But you're at, you're absolutely right. I will say that I think that's, there's another thread to that or another vein that is, you are an infinitely more social creature than I am. Um, the, the getting up in front of people, the talking, the interacting with people. And I'm not saying I've, there's a gray area, obviously I, I'm on a podcast right now. So, you know, I'm going out to yeah, for lots of people, lots right of people now. Right, right now. But um, I think, finding your sweet spot and what works with your personality. For me, I found out a long time ago that my sweet spot is on an intimate basis, augmenting others' work. And that's what I'm doing here on this podcast. Um, but when someone comes with an idea being able to to help that realize that and bring that to fruition. Um, when I'm working with other musicians and making an album together and they bring me songs, I hopefully make that better. Um, and that's really where I feel like I can plug in on a lot of those things. When somebody either already has the big idea or the goal And how are we going to get there? And that's my drive is let's you and I together get where you, where you have set this goal to be. And that brings me satisfaction with that as well. So you're right. I think everyone has their part and their
0: spot and whatever Mm -hmm. they're doing and everyone's different. And I don't think anyone, there's no two people the same, you know, but I do think there's more similarities of how people are driven or determined And what I can tell about all three of us is, is we want to win at a high level. We want to do the job to the best of our ability. And I think we all are judging ourselves compared to what other people may be doing in similar fields. Um, And I
1: think that's just, that's what people do that want to win. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're not checking boxes. You're not coming in and, and punching the clock and saying, you know, when this is done, I'm done. But I think if you are a driven person, you find a way to get it done too. Not just, I I want to do this or I hope to do this or someday that wouldn't it be great if you're actually doing the steps that it needs to take one foot in front of the other to get to that point. You're you're right. And I'll tell
0: you this, you know, so he, so he challenged me in that meeting to double the business, but what most people at that time he knew, you know, I presented the plan to double the business three different times. I was said, (laughs) I, I was told no three times before I got a yes. But if you're determined and you see the big picture and you understand what it's going to take, you don't stop. You right. keep presenting the plan. You keep working it. And maybe there need to be some, some changes, and we would. We would evolve the plan. We would have different conversations. We would, we would make adjustments. But I always saw where this could go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. most people would stop after the first no, or they would definitely stop after the second no. I wasn't going to stop. And I think the problem most people have is they stop at some point because they're just okay it's no I'm going to move on to this right I'll go do something different you know and i think that you know i think it just took time and i think that that's part of what you do is you just you keep bringing those ideas and those opportunities forward and and you adjust and you move it but don't ever stop the dream that you have or what you know you can get to mm-hmm. you just keep and i think that's that's why it was successful we just I didn't stop bringing it in front and I had a lot of people involved in that. The team was involved in the planning and then we just executed it at such a high level. And I think, you know, you, everybody's a part of that. And,
1: um, That's determination. That's that's, there's, and maybe we'd need to differentiate a little bit between drive and determination because to me, drive is an internal thing that's moving you forward. correct? But determination is how often someone can tell you no, before you actually stop. And sometimes that answer is never.
0: That's right. That's right. Yeah. And in a salesperson's mind, my mind, and what I tell the sales team and I tell, you know, customers and partners or potential is I, you know, we don't know the word no, you know, and I think that uh, too many salespeople I see, you know, when they are told no, they, they just, they shut off and, you know, there's only one word to listen to and that's yes. And you just got to figure out what you need to do or how you need to, to pivot or evolve the opportunity to get a yes. And I think too many times uh, people stop at no. And I think that that's something that everyone can definitely take away is, and that's, that's hard to overcome. Yeah. A, a no is a difficult thing to overcome. And, you know, I think that that's, that's a key and that you're right. That is the determination of you, you, you to keep working until you get the yes that you're looking for. And mm-hmm. it may not be the way that you went into it, but you
1: can form the way to get to yes for sure creativity for the opportunity um i was a young kid uh coming to a heron school of art and design uh learning how to uh, uh, make art and design and you know be in the creative world but i was also a musician and we put a band together and we were like where can you play around here and everybody said you got to go to broad ripple and play that's the place to play and we had seen bands in broad ripple and play so where where's the biggest place in broad ripple it's called the vogue you should go to the vogue So I'm 17, 18 years old. And we walk into this place, not even old enough to be in the place with our demo tape that we have recorded that morning. And we we said, we'd like to see the manager, please. And the manager comes down and he says, how can I help you? And we said, we're a band. We're playing around here. We'd like to play at this club. And he said, okay, we'll just leave the tape on the, the counter and I'll let you know. Give me a number to call you back. And we said, no, we want you to hear the tape right now. We want you to listen to it right now. And he, he said, I'm really busy. I, I don't have time for this. And I said, a song is only three minutes. And he grabbed the tape and said, come on. And he took, took us into his office and we sat down and we listened to that song, about half of it. And he goes, all right, what are you guys doing Thursday night? You're opening up for a, a national band that's coming through. And we played every Thursday and Friday all summer long wow. at the Vogue <laughs> and at the patio. and At Broadway. 17,
2: 18 years old.
1: Because all we were doing was we just put our foot in the door and just kept pushing. Wow. That's a hell of a story. It's a great it was it was a great time. I'm so thankful for that opportunity. I had some crazy times at the Vogue.
0: I saw a <laughs> lot of I saw a lot of bands, but they used to have I don't know Andrew if you ever experienced this or you Matt, but on Wednesday nights was the night to go to the Vogue. Wednesday nights was Retro Rewind. Oh, so well, I remember that. 50-cent yes. beers, I'm telling you. <laughs> it was <laughs> the, the dancing. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Retro Rewind was the place to be. Um, but I, the Vogue <laughs> is wet still. It's an iconic venue in Indianapolis. It was crazy. Okay. I can't believe we had, we
1: had the guts. The at Matt to, Summers to back in the in day. Was he was out there? He was leading the charge, making moves, man, <laughs> trying to trying to get a little man. hustle going. I
0: remember making moves at the Vogue. Wow, that's awesome, <laughs> Andrew. Is there, uh, you've got a story in there. I see it in your eyes. I think there's a story in there from you
2: too. Oh man, um, yeah, I think I think that the the power of no is something that's kind of just disappeared. Like I could care less if someone says no to me anymore. And I think that's come with, you know, years in this industry and like just being beaten down with like all the no's that you get in the, you know, advertising cause starting in photography and like, I would reach out to places and you're a beginner. You're, you have zero p- followers on, you know, social media. How can you promote yourself and how do you get a hold of these companies to start to do freelance? And I had talked about it a previous episode where I'd got, uh, to shoot like a spring, fall, winter line for a boot company. And all they did was give me a free pair of boots. Um, <laughs> the, you know That was what got me in the door to get, sure. You know I said, I'll prove it to you that I can do this. Send me a pair of boots for free and I'll you know shoot them. And uh, I think I took that mentality and uh, I shot like, shoot, like 20, 30 emails a week. Cause my wife works busy seasons, January, February, March. And so those months I would not do any freelance. I would just strictly work online send emails, cold emails, just like reaching out to people on social media. And that's when I kind of build up my, you know, my collection of networking. And, and then by the time spring and summer hits, I'm hitting the ground running. And by the end of the year, I'm, you know, making a decent chunk of uh, freelance money. And I think sending those 20 to 30 emails a week to very specific brands, writing up very specific emails that were kind of templated, but not really at the same time. And I would say out of those 20, 30 a week for three months, you start to gather hundreds of emails and 80% of them come back as just hell no. Like there's no chance or they just don't reply at all. <laughs> but those other percentages, like I started to come up with little package ideas, small, medium, large. It's like the basic marketing kind of idea. And not one person ever picked the small package. They always picked the medium or large. And they, just, they didn't have a choice. They like, they had the choice, but they would always pick the larger ones. And so that became like a little strategy that I used, but a lot of those big one, those big companies I would reach out to, it was like one out of every 20 or 30 was a really big brand. Um, and those were the ones I reached out constantly and I kept getting no, kept getting no. And so I just kind of reformulated it to what they may have needed or something that they may have understood on their end that helped them see it as a value rather than, you know, just a kid sending them an email from the Midwest. Um, so that's and I think determination, man, that's yeah, some serious just determination, like, just kind of pushing it. And I think that's one of the coolest things is I've gotten to work with some unbelievable companies and it's, I'm a kid out of Indy. And I think that's one of the most infectious things that I can help students or freelance photographers that are just starting out to like, kind of understand, like it, it's a grind to get out there and kind of do this and be in this industry. And I see a lot of guys, 10, 20 years in this industry and just kind of leave it all behind and go into something else because it's, it's definitely difficult to do. Well, so, man, you know, and I got to hand it to you.
1: Um, I'm not normally an advocate for spec work, <laughs> but <laughs> cold calls and spec work just to get the job, man. That's, yeah. that's doggedly. Yeah, it's that's funny. Great.
2: Yeah. I always thought like spec work was interesting. And I, some of those early Instagram days as I kind of built a following up, that's kind of how you got into the door. And then out of those three or four times you got something for free, you're like, oh, at least I got like a computer or a camera or something out of it, and then it turns into something even greater. So it's wild. That's one of the things that,
1: and Andrew and I have talked about this quite a bit. Is nowadays you have to be so on top of your um, your career skill base if you are a designer and that's a that's a big deal knowing the latest updates and what what's available when we made the shift from HD to 4K you know in our video work you had to know what was involved with that and what cameras yeah. to buy and all that stuff you have to go out there and you have to learn it you have to keep up on the latest research and if you're in a technical field or, and working also for a technical company, you also have to know the latest things that we're making and all the things on top of that. So I think if you're not driven, then it it will separate the week very quickly in our industry um, because you have to constantly want more and bigger and better. And how do we make this more explosive or more impactful or more noticeable? Yeah, no, for sure. And Mm -hmm.
0: I was thinking when you were talking, Andrew. Now you did this a while back. I, you know, one of the, my biggest annoyances right now. You guys get these calls. These like the, these people calling me for car insurance for <laughs> for like <laughs> your warranty. I, on my, your warranties, <laughs> my warranties. My warranties up on my home. My I, of course I'm ignoring it. I try to delete all. Now I'm getting like all these marketing emails now. Like I am being like I bet. 10 to 20 emails a day from like these marketing and people they're getting, like you Andrew yes. people like you Andrew that were filling <laughs> my box <It's> up him.
1: <laughs> They're getting progressively shittier too. The one I got today was, obviously you don't want a greater ROI on your business, so I will not contact you anymore. I'm getting more and more of these like, just click one or no. Either you don't want me to talk to you, I'd like to know a little bit more, or please call me. I'm like, I'm not responding to any of
0: this. Yeah, like third time's the charm is yeah. the title.
2: Yeah, I wasn't quite that advanced. Yeah, What's funny is a lot of those, uh, those occurrences or those DMs or those messages or cold emails that I would send out, they were not emails per se, They were Twitter or Instagram DMs. They were far more like personable. Like it was just like direct social. Yeah. It was me actually being interested in the brand, liking and commenting on those things throughout the weeks or the months that I was, you know, in that busy season, the first part of the year. And like realizing like they actually saw me, they saw me enjoying that actual, you know, the work that they did. And then kind of it's funny that it's a lot of those were just DMs, just like, hey great work, love what you do, send it back a message and you start to realize like just some big brands started to follow back and you're like, that's, there's gotta be somebody on the other end of that, that you kind of connect. And there's a funny way that I got people's emails uh, through like a Chrome extension and you can use LinkedIn. You can get people's emails immediately through like this Chrome extension I use. So it was kind of a funny way that I used that to kind of get people's emails and reach out or find out what their social following was or how to reach out to them or find their work. And kind of follow along so it's these yeah, people it's, are they, they,
0: you're
2: there's all these creative people so i
0: don't know how, how I, I like answer the phone i say, how'd you get my number yeah you know <laughs> how, did, how did you get my information yeah. like it's unbelievable but i gotta give it to you know it's creative work andrew look what happened i mean that was well done and uh you know it it i like the fact that it really goes with what we were talking about is you were determined as hell to get that accomplished and you you found ways and you went around different avenues probably back then than other people were
2: tenacious tenacious
0: uh, i mean that's 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 determination right there man
2: yeah
0: there's like this and that's that's the satisfaction you get that's the Mm -hmm. like that's the everything else is the fruit of that right i mean it's if, if there's money or if there's an accomplishment that equals something whatever that's the fruit of it right it's sure it's hitting those milestones or those those expectations you had uh, i I think about that a lot matt like there's just there's of course we all work because we need to make money and we need to be successful and we need you know for our families and for, survive and what, yeah, right yeah. i mean there's you know no one's no one's you know not noticing that, but I think that the thing I would say about the three of us and again for the listeners, I think all three of us are doing what we love to do, like mm. we love doing what we love, and not right. everyone's fortunate to do that right I mean of course that's, that's, we're very lucky. I was, I was on a call two hours ago. I got interviewed. Um, I don't know if any of you shop at Costco. This isn't about where you shop. They're one of our customers, but, um, uh, their, their head editor, uh, interviewed me, wants uh, us in their December connection. Oh, so it goes out to like a hundred million people and, and it had nothing to do with really any of our products. You know, what it was all about, it was about understanding our brand, understanding mm. how we got here, understanding the determination of Paul Klipsch and right. what his real dream was, what he set out for, was not to be a $500 million speaker brand. Right. Good for that, right? But that is, it, there was never like, oh, I gotta be the number one speaker brand, or I gotta build this, or I got The determination was to prove what he was working on and bring it to fruition. Right. And execute that. right? And I think that as I was sitting on that call, It just really it made me sit back a bit going all right so i'm telling paul i'm telling paul klipsch's story here but we all have that story yeah we all we all have that like Mm -hmm. we set out to do something and the three of us i think we're doing what we love to do right and i guess for the listeners are you doing what you love to do today? Are you doing something? And it's not, I think you're right. There's a passion and there's things that you do on the side and it's not about that. But I think you should love what you're doing that makes the money and it brings everything up. Like, don't just do something to do it. Like, there's enough opportunity out there, right? right? Absolutely. To, to be oh, yeah. determined to go get that opportunity and to go make your living doing something. That you love to do because look, we only live once. I just talked earlier about turning forty, right. and I know I got half my life hopefully left. Knock mm-hmm. on wood,
1: but you only live once. I mean, just, be determined to go do something you love to do. Is that is that? I think that's, I think that's a, a very fair statement. I will take issue with the fact that you said some of us are lucky enough to get to do what we love to do because I feel like that determination and drive played a l- b- huge part in that and not everybody has the same opportunity. I'm not saying that, but I'm, what I'm saying is if you set a goal to say, I I need to do this. I need to move into this space. Say you, you, you love sports and you want to be around sports more and there's a million jobs in the sporting industry, you know, from the people who work in the, the venues to the people who help the team, to sure. the people who promote and do social media for it, all that kind of stuff, but you can set a goal that I'm going to work on that and part of it is I keep telling my kids this because if you want to be X, we I had a daughter, my, uh, my uh, youngest daughter right now uh, wants to be an artist. Um, and I said, what you is have, this
0: is like, what kind of artist are we talking about? A
1: fine artist, like a, like a, an, an illustrator okay. or a, a, a painter or, you know, so drawing a, a or painting yes. or okay. with her, with her hands on a physical piece of, of medium. Um, and she's, and she's very, very good at it. Um, but what I, my, what I said to her was if you want to be an artist, first of all, you have to declare yourself as an artist to yourself. And then second of all, you have to do what artists do, which is create every day, but also network. With galleries and spaces, and find Mm -hmm. out. And if you don't know how to do that, you have to get, you have to have the drive to get out there in the world and find out who those connections are. And how is a business run? And how are you going to support yourself with your art if you don't know those components? It's not like you just get like, I wanted to be a musician my whole life. I've been making records my whole life. Have I been a musician that I could support myself with? No, because I have not devoted that time to it. And there's been other priorities. This, The job that I have now is where I fit best. The rest of that is hobby. But if I wanted to do that, the first place that I would start is, how do you make money at this to support yourself? And you go down that path and learn all that you can. That's part of that drive as well.
0: You're exactly right. I I don't think I think you're right. I like that you correct me, by the way. I don't think it is luck. I think that the three of us have have really worked our asses off to get to where we're at right now. And I think there's there's no underestimating what we've all done to get to where we're at. I think there's and I think that, you know, to me, there's a lot of pride there. There's Mm. a lot of pride knowing that I don't really care what other people think or what they believe or we know what we've done or you've done. To, to get to where you're at. And there's a lot of pride in that. And I think that, um, you're right. I think telling her, uh, go learn it, go figure it out, go
1: introduce yourself, right. go make it happen. Right. Cause no one else is going to make it happen for you, but you, right. right? You don't just and, walk into it and go, here's, here's a job and a career. That's yeah. right. I That's think networking,
2: networking has to be the most powerful tool that I figured I needed in college i think it was just learning that i need to make these connections i need to be able to go and hit all these different places and meet these different types of people that i would have a like-minded interest in and um if it's a specific industry like industry like you said Matt, like if it's music or sports or whatever i've seen so many artists like doing their own thing loving what they do and like you know doing it every day posting about it every day even because social media is such a powerful tool nowadays and that's what I see it as, as a tool. And I think that's what, you know, a lot of creators do is they kind of post every day. And, um, I've seen that happen like countless times before on, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, whatever it is, YouTube, um, people will post daily on the things that they love to do. And it's not until Two, five, ten years down the road before they, you know, realize, oh, I've made a connection this in this space with this person. Now it's my living. I'm doing I, it. You know, I'm doing, doing it. this. Yeah. yeah. And they built that foundation with the passion and that, you know, that love for it that you find for yourself. And uh, I mean, I every day I think how, how outrageously lucky I am to do what I do. And it's amazing I get paid to do it. It's, I mean, it's unbelievable. But I mean, it's, I mean, it definitely wasn't easy work. It, I mean, like we said, we all, you know worked our asses off to get to where we are today. And I think there's all these different milestones you kind of hit and you kind of pay attention to those. Now, as you get older, you're like, oh man, I really appreciate that. I mean, me going through and doing all those things, you know, five, 10 years ago to get to where I am or, you know, that's, what's kind of built us up to who we are. So, yeah, I think you, you're definitely, um,
1: setting your own bar. I think we talked about at the beginning of the, of the podcast was, you know, you, you're your own judge, um, no matter how competitive you are, I think at the end of the day, you're looking in the mirror and going, you know, either I've, I'm happy with where I am or I need to work on a little bit and I've, or, you know, I'm really proud of where I am, but I still got some goals. You know, there's a, there's a lot of ways you can look at that. Exactly. Um, right. It's like this podcast, to be honest with you. I,
0: I had goal. I have a few, I had a few goals a few years ago. One of them was I wanted to start a podcast, right? At least so,
1: four episodes. At least.
0: I'd say, can we get past four? <laughs> Two <episodes>? tops. <laughs> and... We did it like, but I mean, that's to me, I, that's exciting. I always wanted to do, I, I, I listened, I would rather listen to podcasts than listen to a radio or, or some music station or something sure. like that. Unless sure. I'm by the pool, then I want to put on probably maybe like the, the, the Doobie Brothers yacht, radio. Yacht, or, rock, yacht Rock. Or Yacht Rock, <laughs> or, you know, maybe a little, maybe I do a little reggae, uh-huh. you know, a little Bob Marley uh, radio or something, but other than that, I, I would rather listen to, I, there's some great podcasts out there. And I always have been interested in the fact that people's conversations are so entertaining. Like, yeah. like us talking, like we would talk without these mics and all mm-hmm. that. We would have this conversation anyway. I think it's so interesting how engaging and how interesting it really is. Like, I, I mean, this is interesting that, you know, I, I'm catching myself... Where I really want to grow this, I think that we can grow this podcast. Like I'm to a point now where, yeah, we did it, but now I think we can grow it. And there's some drive in the podcast. You know, it's crazy. Like I'm, it's almost (laughs) like game tape. I'm like, kind of like, where can we get better? Where do you know? Do we add some guests? Do we go to live places? Do we? And I think we'll try all of it. And I think we'll have fun doing it. And I think in the end, we're we're just. uh, I think I'm. I'm starting. This is something that I just had to. The other thing is, I want to. I want to write a book. Hmm. I want to write a book, and I have two names picked out, which I'm not going to share now. <laughs> but uh, I've been I've been keeping lots of dubious notes, and I'm going to publish a book. That's my other thing. I want to do a podcast. I want to write a book, and don't know why. Don't know like all the reasons where my head or however I got to this mm-hmm. point. But just some things I wanted to do. Wait, this is several years ago. I wrote these down, and it's funny.
1: I'm, I'm we're doing a it's podcast, starting to get there now. Is and, the book going to be? Will it be inspirational, autobiographical? Have you thought about? Yeah, I, I think it's going to pop be. Pop-up. Uh, think- pop up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My first one's going to be a kid's book. Color yeah It's going to be a, a pop-up book. Uh, I, you know, I think that uh, motivational, uh, inspirational, a little, a little auto maybe in there. Um, and I think that there's just some things that I've done over the years and some things that I've I'd like to say that I've uh, created that I would like to show and teach others that I Mm. think they can take to their businesses or whatever they're doing and their careers and I think make them better. And I think that uh, at some point I want to give back a bit and do that. So I'm, nice uh, you know, there's no like trade secrets or something. There's just things of how I've done it that... Maybe other people won't agree with, but I think they'll read about it. And I think they'll think it's interesting. And I think that some other people, it'll be perfectly what they were looking for. And so I have interest in that. And I, uh, these podcasts are great because we're talking about real things that everyone else has on their mind and things that they're thinking about. And maybe some things they weren't thinking about and we're helping and anything mm-hmm. we can do, if someone can take one thing out of each of our podcasts, I mean, I feel like we're really
1: doing something great for, for, for people. Yeah, I, cause we don't have all the answers. I'm not, wow. I'm not offering all the answers. I'm offering some personal experience Great insight from, from where, where I've come yeah. from. I've had a bit of a career, at, you know, to your point, I've always wanted to write a book as well. And, uh, I started, I've started so many little chapters, just little things, but mine is going to be more anecdotal of, a life well lived. Yeah, um, and oh, just like here's some crazy things that happened to me that I've only told a few people over the years. But uh, oh, I want to read this. There's... Reading some <laughs> chunky nuggets
0: on this one. Yeah,
1: I mean there may be some, uh, you know, uh, do not disclose on the, some of this stuff. But uh, <laughs> maybe Andrew, there's something from the Vogue that we'll, uh, we'll, we'll oh, read yeah. in that book. There I may bet be some stuff from the Vogue. There's got to be something, something in there.
2: there. I'm excited. I'm, I'm not much of a reader, but I've started to kind of slowly collect some books uh, as I look over to my tiny bookshelf but uh yeah that, I'm, I'm pumped if you guys are getting into that i'm down to hear that
0: i think it's fun like uh, what there's got to be things that all of you want to do and, right. and just write it down and keep looking at it and one day maybe you do whatever that is like it doesn't have to be a book doesn't have to be a podcast but whatever it is i think it's good to write it down and look at it every day i think just have a few mm-hmm. goals that you're just kind of got on the radar maybe you got on your board i have one of my walls in my office, I turned into a writable wall. Mm. So like I do a lot of my road mapping. I do a lot of my planning. I do, I, am I want it's to like write free thought sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'll be like in the middle, I'll drop, I may have whatever I'm doing. I'll run from my desk or I'll drop something <laughs> I'm carrying and I'll write it down. because, and then I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking, how, how are we going to make this happen? And I think that, you know, I, so I put that writable wall there because I wanted something where I could go and just keep my notes and thoughts and not. I don't always have just like something right there. And to you write can on. see it; it's right in front and of I'm you. I'm looking at yeah. it every yeah. single day. Right now, it's covered with sales meeting stuff because right now, me and me and Matt and Andrew are working on planning with with the rest of the team of the sales meeting. I'm every day. I'm making a few changes. Eh, that's not right there. We mm-hmm. need to tweak. And, and I'm tweaking it. And by the time we get there, it's always awesome. And you know, all of you help so much. And uh, but it, you know, it's. Um, I, I just think that these are fun goals and goals I've had and and I think you can accomplish anything you want if you just if you just put your mind to it and to you that drive you're talking about. Yep. I had that drive and it no money to this. There's no money in this. I mean, who knows? I, I don't know, Andrew. I guess we said if we're we gonna, do if we do hit a, a certain amount of <laughs> listeners, which I, I do now have my goal set. And gonna hey, we're gonna, did I tell you about the what did you see the website? Yes that she's working it's on? Fantastic. I haven't seen any of this. Oh it looks my god. So good. <laughs> Andrew so Ash I got to give I got to give I got to give Ashley a little bit of she's been working hard on the Dang. closers over coffee.com website I'm arguing it could <laughs> be one of the better websites that's out there I uh, I think great. it's it's fun it's fun and you know what we're going to be able to share some of the charities we're trying to drive. Yep. We're going to be able to share some blogs that are more than just the, the episode. We're going to share the episodes. A little
1: we're bit of some- a deeper dive on some yeah. of the guests and some yeah. of that stuff. And, I love it. And love I it. think
0: that we get to share and connect people. And who knows, maybe some of those guests you can connect with as a listener and you want to learn more about or connect with them. I think it's going to be great. And I'm I was shocked. I didn't know she was that far along. And I was like, wow.
1: Yeah, she showed it to
2: me today. And I turned. I was just like,
1: "Wow, you, you're you have not much farther to go."
2: <laughs> Dang, that's incredible. I'm excited um, now. I Dang. mean,
1: it's Andrew. There's like a, there's a card on it. She's
0: already got like merchandise <laughs> on there. I'm like,
1: "Wow."
2: There's some drive right there. I'm
0: waiting. I'm waiting for the double album though. I'm going to sell the double album on it too. I'm going to make Matt give me a little commission. Yeah, there we album. go. But you know, <laughs> and maybe some Zionsville, some Zionsville so logo clothing on there, spirit wear. It's gonna be fun, whatever. Whoever knows what this will be, but you know, I to me that's fun. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, it's just we're having fun.
1: But you know, I think the you know one thing that occurs to me, and this may be a good closer for for the for the topic. But we're talking about drive, and I I feel like if you find yourself in your off hours being drawn to something whether i'm writing or i'm playing the guitar or i'm playing basketball or whatever my point is is that you know you got to follow your heart i think to a certain degree it's hard to have drive for something you don't believe in
0: yeah you're exactly right that's a great way to end this i think a very powerful statement and you know andrew any any final words from you i mean this has been a this has been a great podcast yeah that's a good one determination and drive i mean how's it better than
2: that It doesn't. I mean, we just listened to you guys talk about you wanting to do a book. Both of you guys want to do a book or something like that. I mean, that's, that's even more exciting to like, see you want to do that. The website's getting off the ground faster than I ever thought it could be. And then, I mean, just getting pumped up about more episodes and. Uh, 80 get, we've
0: already set the bar we're gonna at <laughs> least do 80 at this point why stop i mean why stop? 80 by
2: the end of the year is that what it is well
0: every two weeks my goal is every two weeks we pop one out we we had that goal we stopped but i feel like we're on that we we're track. back on track we're yeah. on that track and we're gonna make it happen and
2: consistency is I think key.
0: consistency is key to podcast right that's yeah. we, we we dropped a bit now that we're back being consistent we're seeing it ramp right back up yep so we're going to go to the part, Matt, I think, and, and Andrew, where we kind of have a charity shout out. Nice. I, I was in a golf outing uh, that now we've been in multiple years. And about, I want to say about four years ago, I asked Ashley, I said, you know, I want to get more involved locally here. We're here in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. You know, let's find some, some really strong organizations that we can help give back. And there was one that was... Uh, you know, we got to know uh, David and and uh, Libby Sims, and um, great people that had a daughter at a young age, unfortunately died of cancer, mm. and they started the uh, the Carolyn Sims Children's Cancer Endowment. And and you know, I don't think everyone knows this, but um, you know, it's the number one cause of death uh, by disease for children is, wow. is cancer. I mean, I had no idea oh wow so so this is a great foundation I mean i I you know just a couple little things about them you know, so who are they? Uh, their parents, families, community and advocates why they do it they research uh, is all about saving children's lives and mm. and what they do they they fund cutting edge treatments uh, to cure children's
1: cancers, specifically focused on children's cancer that's
0: right, that's right, and you know um it's just a great cause. A great endowment and and i'll tell you you're dealing with great people it is local uh here in indianapolis uh but as you read about it i think it impacts the world um it's a local foundation we found that actually because anything that they are uh they're finding that means that that research is going to lots of people all over the world so there's
1: something like three hundred thousand children diagnosed every year with that's right. cancer that's right so this is helping wow so, so the website is uh um, it looks like Carolyn Sims, I'm going to spell it, C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E-S-Y-M-M-E-S dot com. That's right.
0: And I, and I think what's going to be great about the website is in, in all these episodes, we do have we're, these shout outs we're doing, which I think all these different ones we've talked about, we're going to continue to talk about every episode about giving back. I think giving back is the best thing that you can do as an individual. Mm. And it doesn't, look, 10 bucks goes a long way. Yeah. It doesn't have to be thousands of dollars, everyone. I'm talking 10, 20, because you get thousands of people doing that. Guess what? We can save someone's life. And I think that that's the goal here is is give what you can and support these causes. And this one's a great cause. And uh, we will, once the website's up in the next week or two, make sure at every episode we have links to these sites and you can learn more. You know, learn more and, uh, and again, don't donate until you've really read into it and understand, uh, like we do, who we're talking about and who knows, maybe you want to get more involved. We give product away. We're a part of different auctions, um, all the time. There's lots of things you can do. It's not always just cash. I think your time can be as important as money. And so I would just say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a part of a golf outing next Monday, uh, that's, that's for something completely different. And I think I'm trying to get more involved in some of these things. And it's not just about money, but literally putting your time and energy into
1: these causes. Uh, that's, a, that's admirable, the, especially giving back to the, the community in, in a way that's going to echo, have a larger echo into the, the greater global community with something like the Carolyn Sims organization, because um, their cancer research does help and benefit everyone. Well,
0: I wanna, I want to thank you, Matt. I
1: appreciate it. Andrew
0: Griswold, uh, I want to thank you. Thanks, Tommy. So glad to be Thanks here. guys. These Always. Guys, these guys are awesome. You've been listening to Closers Over Coffee. I'm Tommy Jacobs.